This is the Cafe American Podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and you are going to be riveted by tonight because we're going to talk about how the mainstream media always tries to be holier than thou. And even though they tout acceptance and all new forms of communication with people, it's not working unless you abide by their rules. And rightly so, because it's a private company. And a lot of people misinterpret all these social media companies as being a public utility, which they are not. So you can listen to the Cafe American podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, and uh, I believe iHeartRadio. Oh, no, iTunes. I'm sorry. iHeartRadio is, I don't know what's going on with that. But Stitcher, Podbean, and iTunes, you can listen to me also on Resonance. And that is being broadcast with On The Wake Up Radio. So you can fire up YouTube, Spotify, uh, I believe also Google Play and iTunes to find Resonance, where I talk about more metaphysical concepts, ancient history, and uh, basically just energy work altogether. So instead of focusing on politics and all sorts of nasty things like that, uh, we, we go down a different road. So there was a an interesting article that came out. I always talk about Jeffrey Epstein and... The idea with Jeffrey Epstein is that he knows where the bodies are buried, and he's, excuse me while I have guttural err, uh, and the thing with Jeffrey Epstein is that he is the metaphorical tip of the iceberg. There's a lot more behind him, and he knows a lot more people that did horrible things to a lot of children, including Hillary Clinton and Bill, Bill Clinton, who did some awful things to people over there, too. And Collective Evolution is reporting that there is a new story coming out that involves the Defense Department contractor, read War Department, DynCorp, and that's D-Y-N Corp, C-O-R-P. And they are starting to come out with evidence that George Bush Sr. groomed and played with children. Boys and girls. Now, if you do not know your history, you can look up the Washington Post article about how uh, page boys were paraded around Washington during President Bush the First's presidency by lobbyists. They were taken on midnight tours, and there was a whole bunch of sexual scandals associated with that, including one person that was suicided, if I remember correctly, and cashed checks that exposed all of this. So Congresswoman Cynthia McKinney exposed the prevalence of trafficking women within the U.S. government. And it was all deemed a conspiracy theory, as usual. And in regards to McKinney, she grilled Rumsfeld. I don't know if you remember this. I certainly don't remember this. But she apparently groomed Donald Rumsfeld, groomed, grilled Donald Rumsfeld on DynCorp's involvement in the trafficking of women and children. Now, this is a common theme amongst these Defense Department contractors because whether you like it or not, this is the real currency of the power elite. It's not money. It's gold, drugs, and humans. And apparently, preferably children. It's very dark, dark, dark stuff here. And so now we have got more things coming out. A retired Army General, James Graziopolini, 
can't believe I said that right. Worked in the Pentagon as the vice president of DynCorp and was charged with raping multiple children. And since 2016, there have been 10 more current and former U.S. mayors accused of child sex crimes. So this isn't going anywhere. And I've also brought up uh, Cardinal George Pell. Now, Cardinal George Pell was the spiritual advisor to Bill Clinton and also Oprah. And he was nabbed, essentially being in charge of a human, uh, a human farm. There's no other way to describe it. He had a whole bunch of human beings, and they were being groomed and bred to be sold into sexual slavery. So this is the dark, dark things that are going on behind closed doors. And NBC News reported, and it also implicated Hillary Clinton in covering up a massive pedophile ring in the heart of the State Department, and also when ex-Nebraska policewoman Catherine Blokovich, uh, no, I'm sorry, Bolkovich, who served as a UN peacekeeper working under DynCorp, learned about the elite-level sex trafficking involved in the UN and the State Department and the military and exposed this truth. You can look her up. So more and more of this stuff is coming out, and it is not good. Uh, Collective Evolution is also reporting that Dr. Steve Pietznik, former, a lot of Polish people, uh, United States Department of State official and a Harvard-trained a psychiatrist with a doctorate in international relations from MIT, nah, blah blah blah, held many of this, uh, held many 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 positions with Gerald Ford, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, George Bush, and it goes on and on and on. He was talking about. He made a couple of statements. This guy that has been rampant in our government child trafficking. If you remember, Bush Sr. had a whole group of young Hispanic men who he groomed and played with. At the same time, Hillary and Bill Clinton, along with their friend Mr. Epstein, went down to the Bahamas. And they were molesting and utilizing young girls and boys to have sexual pleasures. But nothing was done about the fact that Jeffrey Epstein had been guilty and convicted of the crime. Other than 13 measly months. And how else... Is this connected? Well, we also start to see other people being arrested. There is a, uh, a pretty much what we're talking about here is uh, that fat guy that was arrested. Uh, the owner of the New England Patriots, I believe. And then you know if it goes, it gets darker and darker because I've I've seen all of this stuff and I've and I've researched a lot of it, and I I don't like talking about it because it's very very dark, and what people do to other people, people in quotes by the way, what the people in quotes do to other people, is is absolutely horrendous, and essentially the whole thing is an energy siphon and to take energy from people. This isn't just a third-dimensional thing we're talking about here. This goes on and deeper into multi-dimensional energy siphoning. And you're literally talking about selling a soul or stealing a soul or a soul's energy from another being for yourself, which ultimately will, uh, will end in that victim's death. It's very, very hideous. 
It's disgusting. It's reprehensible. And these people go on television. And, and there are a lot of people involved. A lot of these people are involved. And they are at the highest levels of entertainment, law, banking, politics, media. I mean, they're they're in there. It's, this is not this is not some thing that's going to go away. These people are very well entrenched. And you get to see little snippets of this in the WikiLeaks, uh, all those WikiLeaks emails that uh, penetrated Podesta's server and also his, you know, all the whole Russiagate nonsense. You see little snippets of these rings in there. There are code words going back and forth between people. And it doesn't make any sense. I'm not talking about Pizzagate. I'm talking about things that they refer to as walnut sauce. And they have random other they, they, random foods that go with walnut sauce. It's just like, okay, really, we all know what you're talking about here. And this goes, I mean, uh, Collective Evolution does the fine things by quoting Manly P. Hall. Um, he wrote the famous book, The Secret Teachings of All Ages. And uh, Jordan Maxwell also references Manly P. Hall many times. Uh, they, they quote Hall here by saying, By means of the secret processes of ceremonial magic, it is possible to contact these invisible creatures and gain their help in some human undertaking. Good spirits willingly lend their assistance to any worthy enterprise, but evil spirits serve only those who live to pervert and destroy. The most dangerous form of black magic is the scientific perversion of occult power for the gratification of personal desire. And so this is where you come into the classic left or right hand path. Are you going to be the one that is selfless and helps out their brothers and sisters? Or are you going to be the one that is selfish and only helps out one's self to further gain access to the physical pleasures? And we all know what happens with that. You've seen it with alcoholics and drug addicts. Once you start, you cannot stop. And once a small perversion gains a foothold in these people's souls, it doesn't, it, it, it doesn't go away. It only deepens. It only gets worse. And you see a lot of evidence with this in a lot of entertainment artists. You can find references with Bob Dylan and him saying, that he sold his soul to the devil. Uh, you can see uh, other people. You can, you can go on YouTube and find all of this. People talking about Rihanna and how she hovers above the chair. People talking about Beyonce and how she is a witch, which I, I fully believe she's a witch. And same thing with Jay-Z. Uh, he's uh, Something happened between Jay-Z and Kanye, where Kanye was kicked out of the club, but Jay-Z is still in there for some reason. I don't know what that's all about. Uh, but anyway, it's a very, very dark thing. And these people are on two, one of those two paths. And, and most of the people that are in the public spotlight are usually on the more selfish path. And this also goes back, way back, to ancient references that uh, I sometimes talk about. Especially when it comes to talking about the Nephilim and giants in the, um, the cataclysm in the Bible. There's, only, there's a couple of references in the King James Bible. Not much. Uh, in those days, there were giants. And that's a, it's a small little snippet in Genesis that references that. But the whole story is 
there were fallen angels that came down to earth, had sex with uh, human women, and bore giants. And these giants were very, very cruel people. They would go after other human beings, eat them, fornicate with them, chase animals around, fornicate with them, manipulate genetics. Uh, if you read the uh, a lot of apocryphal stories, like uh, the book of Enoch, you find out where human beings get the sciences from. They get them from these Nephilim and other fallen angels. So when somebody refers to Lucifer as the morning star, they're literally meaning that Lucifer is the one that brought intelligence to humankind. He exposed humankind in the Garden of Eden, supposedly. And he is the original fallen angel, and supposedly he is the ruler of all of Earth. And if that's the case, then you've got quite a dichotomy because you have these fallen angels committing depravities against human beings. But at the same time, you've got Lucifer, which is there to is portrayed as a light bringer. He's called the morning star. And in Revelations, you find out that the late JC is, in fact, the morning star. So it could you're thinking about it and you're going, what, what, what do you mean by that? How could the late J.C. in the New Testament also be the morning star in the latter testament? Could it, in fact, be that we're looking at a massive, incestuous civil war that's been going on for millennia that started in the Old Testament, that started way before the Old Testament? We're talking about a million years of human history going back. And they'll say, well, humankind is only around since 8,000 B.C., where the, and, the, and the humans were primitive before that. No. 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 Not at all. Not at all. This goes back millennia. This goes back millions of years, this kind of thing. And it also goes back to uh, ancient Babylonian texts where they talk about how the gods came to Earth because their own planet was being destroyed. And so they were looking throughout the solar system for a source and materials that would allow their planet to survive. And one of those materials that they needed was, oddly enough, gold. So that, just right there, that little, that little snippet in Babylonian mythology where the gods come to Earth to look for gold. Now we understand why gold is so valuable. And we also understand why nobody can get their gold back from the central banks. Because the gold's not there. The gold is gone. There was a story that came out last week. ISIS, ISIS lifted a ton of, not a ton, 40 tons of Syrian gold. And the United States basically told them, if you don't hand over the 40 tons of gold, we'll kill every last one of you. And of course, they did. So now Syria is going after the United States and saying, where the fuck is the gold? Venezuela. Venezuela, who is the current victim of a coup being perpetrated by the uh, neocons and also and also plenty of Democrats. The Democrats will never turn down a war. They'll never turn down a coup. They'll never turn down usurping power from people and other countries and sovereigns. Venezuela said, we want the gold back. The Bank of England said, no, go fuck yourself. We're keeping the gold. And then Mike Pence, Vice President Mike Pence, comes in and says, well, we're freezing everything Venezuelan, specifically Maduro 
and his Venezuelan people. We're freezing it all. And as soon as we can release this money to Guaido, then that's what we'll do. How come nobody's up in arms about this? How come everybody is okay with this? How come the mainstream media is extremely silent on how the United States is basically overthrowing Venezuela? For what fucking reason? Venezuela, oh, it's, it's humanitarian. There we go again. The big old red flag. If somebody is saying that it's a humanitarian crisis, immediately the bullshit meter should be in the red or in the deep brown, whatever kind of meter you've got. Because there would be no humanitarian crisis if the United States didn't place sanctions on Venezuela for the past decade. Now, I'm sure that socialism isn't the best thing, but whatever. Anyway, to go back to all the other digressing radically like a drunken mental patient. To go back to what I was talking about way in the beginning. About the ritual abuse, specifically, you're, you're coming out with a very, very high-ranking people that, are, that have been instigating this kind of abuse on human beings and also the ones that are responsible for the abuse. You have to understand their culture, and their culture goes back to what I was talking about with the Nephilim and the fall. The fall of the angels and the fall of mankind. And this has to do with, like I said, there's a dichotomy. If you're talking about Lucifer and he is the light bringer and he is the one that is known as the morning star bringing intelligence and awareness to mankind, then why is Lucifer evil? What cult is being followed here? And in Revelations, we find out that Jesus Christ is actually the morning star, which in turn is also Lucifer. Now, there's a difference between Satan and, the, and Lucifer. There's actually Satans, plural, in some of these texts. So then you have to ask yourself, well, what are they referring to? Is it Satan, Lucifer, what's what? And then you find out that it's a whole class of demon that these Satans are. So it's, it's a, it, it, it goes on and on and on like that. And what you have is the power elite are the ones that are worshiping Baal. They're the ones that are worshiping, essentially, if you go back way back in your ancient history, Nimrod. Look up Nimrod. It's not just for calling somebody stupid. He was, it was a real ruler. And you can find steelies and artworks and, and high-relief uh, pieces of art that show Nimrod as an enormous being compared to other humans. And of course, all of the archaeologists and anthropologists, they all say, well, it's because he's very important, so we make him bigger. Well, no, I don't think so. I mean, there's plenty of evidence to say that there were giants. You can find enormous footprints all over the world in stone. And I'm pretty sure Nimrod was a huge human being. And so what you have here now is we are in the end run. And I keep saying this. Mankind is on the, on the verge of a vast awakening, an energetic awakening. And you see little glimmers of this all over the place. The most obvious glimmer of this is the amount of people that are against Donald Trump. Now, they're mistaken in why they're against Donald Trump. But their fervor is finally there. They finally start to realize that there is a problem with the way things are run at a governmental level in the United States and throughout the rest of the world. 
Now, it, it doesn't mean they're right in their accusations like Russiagate, but it does mean that there is an awareness and something has clicked in a lot of people that says, wait a minute, this is not right. And so what you're seeing is an end run to eliminate any sort of offensiveness or defensiveness against these power elites. And you see evidence of this all over the place. Mainly, speech. Like George Orwell has said. You have to curb the speech. You have to allow people to only speak certain words. Because if you do that, you dumb them down. You can only talk about certain things because then you'll be censured. The gold goes missing. Where's the gold going? The, the United States delivers gold to China. China does tests on it and finds out that it's gold-plated tungsten, which has about the same atomic weight. So if you were to just weigh it, it'd be fine. But if you actually drilled beneath the plating, you find out it's junk. Well, it's not junk. You can use it for anti-tank rounds. But still, where's the gold going? And if we know, and if we're taking these mytho mythological stories, which I, I consider historic and not mythological, that the gods have come down to mine Earth and mine other planets and look for gold, then all of a sudden we kind of realize where the gold is going. It's being stockpiled. See, it's not just, it's not just Democrat versus Republican. It's not left and right. You're looking at light versus dark. You're looking at God versus humanity. Not God, mate. Well, depends. You're, you're looking at gods versus humanity. And all of this is being covered up. In some cases, you have alien, but whatever. It's, it's all about the same thing. It's all going on at the same time. So if we know that the gods are coming back at some point, you see evidence of this too. You see NASA talking about the mythological planet X coming into the solar system. And this, this planet is on a huge elliptical orbit that bypasses Earth and knocks all the polar uh, – the polar uh, – the, the poles, not polar anything, but the poles of all the planets in the solar system. It knocks them off kilter, and that's why you have climate change. They're trying to guilt humankind into believing that climate change is a human issue, which it is because humans are very messy and there is pollution. But on a grand scale, it's humans cannot do anything about it. It's going to happen, and do not accept the guilt that is associated with this climate change. Don't accept it. It's another mythological human uh, a genetic, historical, uh, uh, it's a generational guilt, right? Mankind is born out of sin. So before the man, before mankind even comes out of the womb, he's guilty of something or she's guilty of something. So it's nonsense. And you're telling me that climate change, climate change is responsible for lobbing off rectangular Icebergs from Antarctica that are twice the size of Manhattan. You're telling me that that's climate change. Rectangular icebergs. No, stop it. 
No, something's going on in Antarctica. Climate change is due to this planet coming back into the solar system. So the gold is being stockpiled for whatever's coming back. Mankind on a whole is being dumbed down because they don't want resistance. I'm not saying that these kinds of events and the gods returning are going to come to us over the next 10 years or five. This is probably a long-term, long-distance plan that we're talking about here. Other evidence of this is the advent, the, um, the advent of AI and deep learning. Because once you get AI and deep learning, and once you get that down, then you don't need to really worry about human beings. Human beings are messy. They require emotional fulfillment. They require spiritual fulfillment. They litter. They eat. They need entertainment. Now with AI and deep learning, you don't need any of that. If you get rid of human beings, you have no need for agriculture because you have AI and robots. AI being artificial intelligence. And once you have that, there's no need for grocery stores. There's no need for truck drivers. There's no need for uh, people working on cash register. I mean, just look at Amazon. They're creating food stores where there are no cashiers. You just walk in and walk out and it bills you. So they're getting rid of human beings and they want the least amount of resistance as possible. And really... This is why you've got so much bloodshed, because you have human beings are a soul-like creature. They're aware of all the energy that comes and goes throughout the universe. They understand what's going on. If there's a shift in the galactic intelligence or the galactic energy, they understand all of that on a subconscious level. So that's why you're seeing all this agitation everywhere in politics and everywhere else. That The internet is goes both ways. You've got a lot of people exposing a lot of dark things. Like what we talked about in the beginning with pedophilia and Jeffrey Epstein and the Bushes and all the ruling class going after uh, children and women and, 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 and human being farms in the middle of jungles in South America. They, they understand that something is going wrong here. They understand that there is a shift that is about to occur, and it is going to be a massive shift, but they don't understand it at a conscious level. It's subconscious. It's like agitation. It's like you walk into a room, and somebody's giving you the whammies, but you don't know who, and you don't know where it's coming from. So what they're trying to do is dumb down the population so that they don't feel the whammies anymore and if they do feel the whammies then they won't know how to express it and the other aspect of this is all the chemtrails and the 5g radiation coming into play and the pharmaceuticals and the vaccines 33 inoculations these days when i was a kid i think it was eight they're and they're pumping it they're pumping kids full i don't care what anybody said full of metals whether that's from chemtrails, whether that's from vaccines, and this 5G network, it's no good. I mean, once the 5G network gets rolled out, it's done. 
Game over. We're toast. They're rolling it. Oh, well, it's you're going to get faster Netflix. You can watch porn better. You could see this girl get fisted. You could see that guy get fisted. Jerk this one off. Blow that one. You can see all of it with 5G in better uh, buffering time. With la without buffering time. You can see it all. You could jerk off and get over with, get it over with in less than five minutes with 5G. But the issue with 5G is that it is an untested technology. And there are a lot of people that had side effects with this. Very, very bad side effects with this. Memory loss, agitation, anxiety, physical problems. Because they're irritating people. They're bombarding them with radiation. More so now than now with the, with the, uh, the, the LTE network. And all of the, the, uh, the cell towers all over the place. Those cell towers are controlling, essentially, thought and emotions. And that's part of the reason why all of this shit goes down to the middle class. Right? Middle class, they lose everything. Oh, well, shucks. You know, oh, we uh, too much taxes. Oh, well, we just have to reach a little bit further to get our hands in, on the pie so we can have the American dream. No. No. Endless wars everywhere. People lying all over the place. Barack Obama lying. Hillary Clinton. Bill Clinton. They're all lying. Trump. They're all lying. And nobody does anything about this. Why doesn't anybody do anything about it? What happened to the 60s? What happened to part of the 70s? What happened to all? Why are people so docile now? What, they go to Twitter and they think that their voices are being heard? No, it doesn't change anything. They go out there and get and get uh, whatchamacallit, licenses so that they can protest from the hours of 10 to 6 down 5th Avenue. Oh, yes, that's going to do a lot. No, nobody. that's not gonna, going to do anything. All it allows you to do is get shit off your chest. Then you're going to leave and go to a French restaurant on 7th and go back to your penda and then, and then forget about the whole thing. It doesn't change anything. So why isn't this being changed? I just told you why. It's the technology. And the 5G is only going to be worse. Because 5G can literally see through walls. So they will know where you are at all times with a 5G network. That's what part of this is about. And if you've got a cell phone that is hooked up to the 5G network, guess what? You've got Batman all over again where you can be pinged like sonar and they can see where you are in your home at any time. In fact, it will probably be all of the time. And they will probably keep records on this too. So humanity has a very, very difficult choice to make. They can either sit there with their thumb with its thumb up its ass or it can actually do something about all of this. And I don't mean getting a license and protesting and I don't mean Antifa and I don't mean uh what's the other one? Proud boy whatever the fuck they are. What the, all the it's all nonsense. Those are all bought and paid for by assholes on both sides. What we need now is a true genuine altruistic humanity driven group, a third group, a third way. That sees through all the bullshit and understands what's going on. We need an enlightened group.
that comes out and leads the way through an altruistic, morally compass-guided platform. And I don't do not mean when I say somebody that has a moral. I do not mean that they know the Bible and they go to church every Sunday. I mean somebody that places humanity first. Look at how all look. Think of it this way. Part of the end run to the next shift involves getting rid of humanity and also being that they're trying to get rid of humanity that also means that the depravity that humanity is allowed to put itself through through extreme pleasures or extreme morbidity is going to go through the roof and you're going to see more of it I mean the most obvious thing with the pleasures is porn right everybody can get porn porn is free Go anywhere, you can look at it all day long, all night long, Go until you're blind. But food, that, that, well, that costs something. And you got New York State, which, let's, let's be honest here. And I don't want to hear, well, it's a woman's choice. No. The law that, that was passed is basically infanticide. It's a loophole. There's a loophole in the wall that allows them to essentially kill an unborn child all the way up until birth and if the child is still bo- is still alive after birth they can get rid of it that's infanticide that's murder and the funny thing about all of that is then we got the classic debate well what's what's life when does life start well if you go to mars life is a single-celled organism but if you go to earth two cells that were created from a sperm and an egg is not technically life. So it's it's bullshit. It's bullshit. There is humanity right now lacks a moral compass, and it is devastating. So what's needed right now is pushback against what's going on, against the Clintons, against the Trumps, against the Obamas. Now, for what it's worth. There are some things that Trump has done, and I believe a lot of this pedophilia stuff that's coming out is due to Trump allowing this stuff to happen. Because if it was under any other president, it would probably be covered up. Lord knows it was covered up with the Bushes and the Clintons. And you can find plenty of stories on that. So as I said before, one of the end runs in all of this is censorship. And limiting the amount of language that people can use and subsequently express themselves uh, with when they're trying to make points. And you see more and more of the, I have to stop saying that. I've said it like 15,000 fucking times tonight. You see more and more. Fucking moron. But you're starting uh, the late. I'll just. Well, fuck it. Facebook bans zero hedge. Can't get the words out. So just. Just unload. Facebook has banned Zero Hedge and people banning, uh, or I should say, people posting links about Zero Hedge or links to Zero Hedge on Facebook, they're not letting the links go through. So Facebook has completely banned it. And what, of course, they cite, well, visit our community standards to understand why we're banning fa- Zero Hedge or whatever. Well, I mean, the thing is, is that Zero Hedge. <clears throat> 
lately, over the past few weeks, has been extremely harsh on uh, about Facebook. Mainly, they're, they've been exposing how over half of the supposed users of Facebook are in fact fake and bots. You know, the same bots that overthrew the 2016 election. Yeah, those bots. They, they violate privacy issues all of the time. All of the time. Facebook. They sell all of your data to somebody else. You know if you have Facebook Messenger or Facebook app on your phone, it records randomly. Every time you open it up, it's listening to you, just like your television. And, and the thing is, is that uh, Zero Hedge has also reported on the massive amount of younger users that are abandoning Facebook altogether. So Facebook has a genuine problem. And the other thing is this, and this is what I do not like about Facebook, is that their board of directors are usually people from the Department of Defense or defense contractors or people from the CIA or the NSA. I mean, you, you don't retire from agencies like that. And you're telling me Facebook is just for connecting people. No, it's not for just connecting people. No, not at all. So being that Zero Hedge was very critical of Facebook, they've decided to just ban anybody, not ban anybody, but not allow articles that link to Zero Hedge be posted on Facebook and their news feeds. So Twitter also... Twitter has been banning people left and right. We all know this. We all know this. So one of the things that Twitter has banned people on was the phrase learn to code. Because BuzzFeed let off or let go a lot of journalists about, a, I, I don't know how many, but I think a couple of hundred. And when, when a lot of industrial workers, so you've got people in uh, coal mines, factories, when they were let go, when they were um, laid off, you had the morons over at BuzzFeed and Huffington Post and The Hill, maybe not The Hill, but uh, you know those kind, the, the New Yorker, those kinds of media outlets, they were telling all of the factory workers, well, what are you doing working in a factory? You should learn to code. And oh my gosh, was that a real gas? It was so witty. And when the opposite happens, when all of the journalists from BuzzFeed and other organizations on those levels, when they're told to learn to code on Twitter, well, that's just offensive. We can't allow that. That is abusive behavior. And those individuals must be taken to task and banned from Facebook. Uh, I mean Twitter. Banned from Twitter. What, you can't take it? You can't take it, you bespeckled, four-eyed moron? You pencil-pushing dweeb? So, the Daily Call Caller's editor-in-chief, Jeffrey Ingersoll, was banned. And Twitter had to admit that he made an... that they made an error. And it was because, apparently... He retweeted something. The learn to code phrase was retweeted. And it was, oh my gosh, was that, was that so bad? And it turns out 
that something else happened. Something else happened. And I'll tell you what it is. The Daily Caller reported, and this was their article, Dark Money Org gave $2 million to group working with Fusion GPS and Democracy Integrity Project also received $1 million from George Soros. Oh, remind me to talk about Ocasio, Ocasio Cortez, whatever the hell her name is, AOC. So the Daily Caller wrote that story, posted it, and then Donald Trump retweeted it. Oh, he retweeted it. And what happened after that? Well, Chuck Ross, the one who posted the article originally, the Daily Caller article, and then Donald Trump subsequently retweeted the article, Chuck Ross got banned from Twitter. Oh, more bad news exposing the Democrats and their filthy angle. And this person gets banned from Twitter. So once again, we see more and more of censorship being the name of the game that they're trying to use to forfeit any sort of intelligent decision-making that is supposed to happen with our elected officials and our opinions thereof. It just came out, too, that Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, she, now, I don't know if this is true, but it looks pretty fucking true. She answered, she answered a casting call. And this one, perf if this is true, this perfectly explains what is going on. Apparently, Ocasio-Cortez answered a casting call for Justice Democrats. And they put out an ad in 2016 to be the counter to any sort of Trumpian rhetoric after the election. So get that. Corbin Trent, look up him, C-O-R-B-I-N, and his last name is Trent, T-R-E-N-T. -E He's the co-founder of Justice Democrats. And you can see the casting call of AOC. And she's in there, and she's doing all the lines and everything else. This makes perfect sense. This is why a 29-year-old gets in there, comes up with radical policies like trying to ban train or airlines. She's not that bright. She was slinging drinks in a bar four years, I don't know how long ago, but a couple of years ago. And now all of a sudden she's got bright ideas and coming up with 93 billion, trillion dollars, not excuse me, 93 trillion with a T, Green New Deal plans. I mean, this is outrageous. You've got somebody that is an actress. She has no concept of what's going on. And then... All of the people that are calling her stupid may have a point. They may be onto something because all she is doing is rehearsing lines and making she's she's almost like a political shock jock. She's coming out there and saying all this stuff. And by the way, people are agreeing with it. And you have to ask yourself how why are they agreeing with it? Where's did the, the uh, indoctrination come from? And I agree with some of it. Don't get me wrong. 
Because my logic is, if you're going to give banks enormous bailouts, then there's no reason why somebody should not have medical. There's no reason why somebody should be worried if they are laid off from a job. And there's no reason why somebody cannot live a life of some sort. There's no reason why people should be in in per, perpetual debt for going to college. There's no reason for it. None. At the same time, though, now we find out why she's such a twit. Because she's an actress. She answered an acting, a casting call. And let me tell you something else. To di digressing immensely, let me just I, fuck this iPad. I have an iPad, and this motherfucker, it constantly shuts down. This P, oh my god. Oh, this iPad drives me fucking nuts. Captain Marvel, fuck that too. So Captain Marvel got an enormous amount of money, not because it was a good movie, but because a lot of people bought into the hype. And it was, and this is an, I'll give, this is another example of censorship. So Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes decided to alter the ratings, and it didn't do much. So if you go on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, the original amount, or the original amount of people that rated Captain Marvel was 58,327, and 32% of those liked it. So uh, Rotten Tomatoes decided to remove to remove 54,000 reviewers. So then it became 4,296 viewers down from 54,000, <laughs> 58,000. And so it went from 32% of people liking it to 36% of people. So the movie still fucking sucked. So, I mean, but once again... It's Captain Marvel, and a lot of people that have seen it have said nothing more than this. there's an agenda, a feminist agenda involved in this, and the, the writing sucked, the action scenes sucked, the whole thing sucked. And the only reason why the, the money was made here was because a lot of people bought into the hype. And that's fine. But let's be honest here. It's more censorship and social engineering here. They're trying to engineer your mindset and it's it, for critical thinkers like people that listen to this program. I'll tell you one person that's not a critical thinker. It's uh, Chris from Maryland. He's not a. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not a critical thinker. So uh, another thing uh, that I was going to talk about. Speaking of Chris from Maryland. Uh, Tucker Carlson is some <laughs> in some hot water. Uh, apparently, somebody unearthed a whole bunch of clips from 2006 to 2011 from the Bubba the Love Sponge show where Tucker Carlson calls Martha Stewart's daughter cunty. Now, let me let's be honest here. If he's going on a show called Bubba the Love Sponge, I'm pretty sure Tucker Carlson is trying to gain some sort of notoriety and try to be shock jockey. And more than likely, Martha Stewart's daughter was probably cuntish. She probably did something stupid to piss people off. Like, don't look at me down the hall. I, when, I, when I walk down the hallway, 
And he said some other things. I mean, it's all it's all shock jock bullshit. And so, but to Carlson's credit, and I and I admire him for this. He says rather than express the usual ritual contrition about this, meaning the comments that he made a decade ago, I'm on television every weeknight live for an hour. If you want to know what I think, you can watch. Anyone who disagrees with my views is welcome to come on and explain why. So, I mean, good for him. Good for him. He's not buying. He's not going to sit there. And, oh gosh, I'm so sorry. What I the comments that I made were reprehensible. I cannot believe that somebody would actually believe that I truly meant this. No, maybe he really, honestly meant that Martha Stewart's daughter and who in Martha Stewart's daughter was a radio person and broadcasting person. Now I don't know if she still is now, but at that point she was. Maybe she really was a fucking asshole to deal with. I wouldn't be surprised. I don't know her, but I wouldn't be surprised. So, uh, yeah, there's an, you know, remember those kids, those Covington kids, the high school kids? And it was turned out that uh, they, the media decided to try and frame those kids and say, oh, it was a confrontation. Now, you can find other videos of those kids being a little bunch of assholes. But they did not confront uh, – what's the guy? Nathan Phillips, I think is his name. They didn't confront him. They didn't harangue him. Nathan Phillips went up to them, and he would claim, I was an army ranger. Or, or not, no, a recon ranger. That was the deal. Nobody knows what a fucking recon ranger is, pal. And we found out later on that Nathan Phillips is a Democrat operative. So he's paid for by Democrats and other leftist organizations to be an instigator wherever they decide to send him to protest. So he's not an actual protest. He is a rent-a-protester. And also we found out that Nathan Phillips wasn't a recon ranger. And if he left the United States, that would have been a big deal. He never left the United States, I don't think. And he was essentially a refrigerator repairman for the Marine, the I think it was the Marines, the, the reserves. So he wasn't doing anything. He was a sham. And because of this, and the media ran with it, including CNN, and, and these kids got into a lot of trouble with a lot of people because the media just said that these kids were vicious little jerks. So now the kids are slapping CNN with a $250 million lawsuit. And I hope they win. CNN is reprehensible. CNN and uh, NBC and MSNBC, it is beyond me how nobody calls them out on their bullshit. Same thing with Fox News. But, I, I mean, comp comparably between Fox News and – and I don't watch Fox News. And I don't like Sean Hannity. And I certainly don't like uh, O'Reilly. I tolerate Tucker Carlson when I hear him. I might like Lou Dobbs every now and then. But I used to watch Chris Matthews all the time. That fat slob. And uh, Rachel Maddow I can't stand. I mean, she should go back to singing uh, Buddy Holly songs. But, I mean, the, the, the outright lies... Outright lies. I mean, it's not even, well, maybe they're bending the truth. No, it's outright lies that these people are telling. Like the whole fucking Russiagate bullshit. All of that stuff. It's all nonsense. All nonsense. 
It's not, you're not going to see anything. Nothing's going to happen from any of that. If there's any justice in the world, you're going to see how the Democrats bought and paid for that dossier and was made, that dossier was made up. And you, if there's any justice in the world, you'll start to see, now I shouldn't even narrow it down to Democrats because it's people on both sides of the aisle. Hello, John McCain. I'm looking at your tombstone because John McCain was involved in all of this. And how they abused their agency powers to allow them to spy on American citizens because they did not feel as though they were in the political class and they should not be ruling over America. That's what happened. You want to talk about dark money. That's where it's coming from. It's coming from the Clintons. Don't get me started on the Clinton Foundation either. And I'm telling you this right now. Adam Schiff. Schiff has got nothing because Mueller has got nothing. And Jerry Nadler, he's got nothing. None of them have anything. It's all bullshit. It's all bread and circuses for the radical, uh, the, the frothing and the teeming masses out there that truly believe that Trump did something and colluded with Russia. Even Pelosi came out. She came out this week. And said, I'm not for impeachment. Oh, that means that Mueller hasn't got anything. That Donald Trump is not going to be impeached. And just because you impeach a president doesn't mean the, impre the president gets kicked out of office. So get that through your heads. Nancy Pelosi said, I'm not for impeachment. This is news. I'm going to give you some news right now because I haven't said this to any press person before. But since you ask, and I've been thinking about this, impeachment is so divisive to the country that unless there's something so compelling and overwhelming and bipartisan, I don't think we should go down that path because it divides the country and he's just not worth it. And she told the Washington Post this. Wow. So Nancy Pelosi who has come under flack recently for being the old guard of the Democrats, and so has Dianne Feinstein. She's the part of the old guard of the Democrats, too, and they go against the Ocasio-Cortezes. She doesn't believe that... It, this is ba If you read between the lines with Nancy Pelosi here and what she's saying, she's basically saying, we gotcha, Russiagate never happened, the Mueller report is going to disappoint everybody. And guess what? The real juicy parts of the Mueller report aren't going to be made public. So you'll never know what actually happened. And you never know what actually went down between the Clintons and the Steele dossier and Fusion GPS and, England and uh, Great Britain's intelligence agencies because their hands are all over this. All over this. Then you have to wonder... What the hell is MI6 doing involved in all of this? Who is staging the coup here? What kind of allies do the Clintons and other power brokers in, in her, on her side? Where is that coming from? I'll tell you what. I'm pretty sure it's coming from the royal family. The Post asked Pelosi to clarify her comments. Two. Essentially, they asked 
is Trump fit to be president? And Pelosi said, are we talking about ethically, intellectually, politically? What are we talking about here? I mean, ethically unfit, intellectually unfit, curiosity-wise unfit. No, I don't think he's fit to be president of the United States. And that's up to us to make the contrast to show that this president, while he may be appealing to you on your insecurity and therefore your xenophobia— he's preying on xenophobia. What about the Democrats preying on xenophobia with Russians? Whether it's globalization or immigrants, so on and so forth. Basically, she just said, Mueller hasn't got shit, Schiff won't do anything, and Jerry Nadler's going to come up empty-handed. There's nothing that's going to happen, so just stop talking about impeachment. It's just not worth it. And according to her, Donald Trump isn't worth it. The other thing that's interesting and that's coming out of all this is we find out more and more about Bruce Orr. Bruce Orr testified, and there's a lot of discrepancies between um, a lot of a lot of testimony that already happened. So Bruce Orr, he was part of the Justice Department. And he was working with other individuals and his wife, Nellie Orr, during the 2016 election, just just happened to have taken up ham radio broadcasting. Who the, when was the last time you heard somebody that was interested in ham radio broadcast? And why would you take up ham radio broadcasting unless you wanted to coordinate efforts with other people that couldn't be traced over a cell phone or through email? That could be one reason why Nellie Orr decided to take up ham radio broadcasting during the 2016 election cycle. Anyway, Orr's testimony, and he had a lot of coordination with Christopher Steele of the Steele dossier and a lot of coordination with people in Fusion GPS. And I think Nellie Orr worked with Fusion GPS, or worked, um, not with, but for And Bruce Orr, O-H-R, gave contradicting testimony, and he contradicted Glenn Simpson, who was the founder of Fusion GPS, and also that rodent, attorney, deputy attorney general, Rod, Roden, Ro, <laughs> Rod Rodenstein, Rod Rosenstein. So uh, Sarah Carter is reporting. The contradictions and the revelations. Now, I, I wish I could summarize all, but she does such a good job of bringing all of this up that it's almost it's almost not worth it. It's not worth it to try and summarize all of this. Number one, she says, Glenn Simpson suggests, the founder of Fusion GPS, in his testimony to the Senate, that he never spoke to anyone at the FBI about Christopher Steele, the former British spy, Christopher Steele, he hired to investigate the Trump campaign during the election. However, Orr suggests otherwise, telling former Representative Trey Gowdy under questioning, as I recall, and this is after checking with my notes, Mr. Simpson and I, the founder of Fusion GPS, spoke in August of 2016. I met with him, and he provided some information on possible intermediaries between the Russian government and the Trump campaign. Mm-hmm. 
So if Bruce Orr knows people like Andrew McCabe and Stroke and Lisa Page and Comey, those are people in the FBI. And if Bruce Orr is talking to Christopher Steele, he's telling those people about Christopher Steele. So the FBI knows about Christopher Steele. So let's stop the bullshit. Number two, in other instance, in another instance, Simpson's testimony also contradicts notes taken by Orr after a meeting they had in December of 2016. Unverified allegations were decimated, decimated? No, disseminated among the media that the Trump campaign had a computer server that was linked to a Russian bank in Moscow, Alpha Bank. Simpson suggested to the Senate that he knew very little about the Trump Alpha Bank server story couldn't provide information, but Bruce Orr's own handwritten notes state that when he met with Simpson in December of 2016, Simpson was concerned over the Alpha Bank story in the what in the New York Times. New York Times ran a story on October 31st downplaying the connection between Alpha servers and the Trump campaign. It was incorrect. There were communications, and it wasn't spam. And that was in Orr's notes. This suggests that Simpson was well aware of the story, which was believed by congressional investigators to have started from his research firm. So that's where this is coming from. Bruce, uh, I mean, uh, Simpson is saying, I don't know anything about this. But in reality, Simpson started the rumor. Number three, Orr testified to lawmakers that Simpson provided information to federal officials that was false regarding Cleta Mitchell, a well-known Republican campaign finance lawyer, and information regarding the National Rifle Association. Sean Davis with The Federalist pointed this out. One of the stories are here, is here, with Sean Davis. And Sean Sean Davis tweeted, Bruce Orr testified that Glenn Simpson of Fusion GPS provided to her federal officials information we know to be false regarding Cleta Mitchell and so on and so forth. Bruce Orr says, I may be wrong, but I think my recollection, let's see, I'm tired now, is that Glenn Simpson mentioned Miss Mitchell, not Christopher Steele, but I may be wrong. I don't know who Cleta Mitchell is. What I was, I believe what, and I think it was Glenn Simpson mentioned to me was that Cleta Mitchell became aware of money moving through the NRA or something like that from Russia, and I don't remember the exact circumstances, and she was upset about it, but the election was over. I seem to remember that from my notes. Number four, Deputy Attorney General Rod Rodenstein would not answer questions to lawmakers during testimony about when he learned that Orr's wife, Nellie Orr, was working for Fusion GPS. So Bruce Orr's wife... Is respo- and she's a former CIA person. She's responsible. A former CIA, and she worked in, I believe, she focused on Russian activities. So they're the ones creating the fake dossier. Representative Mike Gatz tried to interview Rod Rodenstein and Nellie Orr and everybody else. And he talked to Judge Janine on Fox News, and she's in hot water. Rod Rodenstein won't tell us when the first, when he first learned that Nellie Orr was working for G, uh, Fusion GPS. 
So I want to know from Bruce Orr, when did he tell his colleagues at the DOJ that in violation of law that required him to disclose his wife's occupation, his sources of income? He did not do that. So when did all of the other people at the Department of Justice find this out? Because Rod Rodenstein, I've asked him twice in open hearing, and he will not give me an answer. I think there's a real smoking gun. Yes, there is. However, even though Rod Rodenstein won't talk, and everybody is under the assumption that nobody knew, or himself decided to disclose to the FBI that his wife was working for Fusion GPS. And the only person that Bruce Orr decided to divulge this information to was Rod Rodenstein. So the one person that knew about Nellie Orr's occupation, where she was working with Glenn Simpson, and she was concocting the, the uh, steel dossier or told Rodenstein and Rodenstein won't answer the damn question. So you're telling me that Rodenstein is an okay person. You're telling him, no, that, that, that rodent should be kicked out. That rodent should be investigated along with the other ones. Or stated in his testimony, what I had said, I think, to Mr. Rosenstein in October of 2017 was that my wife was working for Fusion GPS. And the dossier, as I understand it, is the collection of reports that Christopher Steele had prepared for Fusion GPS. My wife had separately done research on certain Russian people and companies or whatever that she had provided to Fusion GPS. But I don't believe her information is reflected in the Chris Steele reports. There were two different chunks of information heading into Fusion G. So they didn't talk to anybody. They didn't talk to each other. Of course not. Number five, Ord also told lawmakers in his testimony that the former British spy, Christopher Steele, was being paid by the FBI at the same time he was getting paid by Hillary Clinton's campaign at the DNC. Whoa, what kind of conflicts of interest can we come up with now? However, there was another player playing Steele, and it was a Russian oligarch named Oleg Deripaska. Deripaska is a tycoon connected to Putin. So we could, what we could be looking at here is Russian disinformation, but in the Christopher Steele document. So it's not Trump coordinating with Russia. It's Russia pulling everybody's legs and tugging at their balls. And, and Christopher Steele is thinking he's getting, oh, maybe real material. But no, Russia went in. If this is true, then it could be that Russia went in there and gave them all sorts of false information and basically tore America in two. But it wasn't Russia. It wasn't Trump Russia. It was uh, Christopher Steele Fusion GPS Democrat Russia that tore this up. So this is very, very telling. Very, very telling. Because what you're seeing now is the whole Russiagate thing falling apart. We also found out that Paul Manafort, the, the big-time Russia guy, 
Well, the thing is, is that Mueller did not do anything that said that Manafort was working as an agent of Russia. But Mueller nailed him for being an agent of the government of Ukraine. So there's no Russiagate. He was working with the Ukraine. And guess what? So were the Democrats. Hillary Clinton, Victoria Nuland. They're the ones that started the revolution in the Ukraine. The coup in Ukraine. The coup crane. So there's all sorts of like little fine print that the mainstream media is not going to bring forward. Manafort wasn't working for Russia. He was working for the Ukraine, which the Ukraine wants American assistance, in quotes, meaning weapons. All the time. They want that so bad. So the bigger point throughout all of this is you're starting to see a massive energetic shift. Before it was Russia, Russia, Russia. And now it, you're starting to see all of that be peeled away. That in fact Mueller doesn't have anything. And neither does Jerry Nadler and Schiff. And all of this is going to turn around. I can almost promise you there's going to be a lot of things that come out just before the 2020 election. Or just after the 2020 election. If Trump gets in again, then they're going to go through impeachment and all that other stuff to make sure that he can't do anything in his second term. Even less so than what he's trying to do now. So that may be, it may be a long-term plan. But you're going, I can promise you that Trump would release all of this stuff. Or try to. Assuming he's not threatened by Pence and other people. So what I'm getting at throughout all of this, this last hour, is that we're going through that energetic shift. And you're starting to see more and more of it. More and more people are becoming aware of this shift. And, it's, it, and I choose to point out this shift with ancient texts and planets coming into the solar system and through politics. Other people do it in other ways. Could be through music. Could be through anything else. But I, I, I choose generally politics. So, yes, this shift is coming. Yes, this shift is here. And what do we do about it? And what I suggest we start thinking about is that we need to come together as a human family and start generating morals again. Because politics, as it is right now, it's... It's nothing. They they don't stand for you. They're not with you. I'm not with her. And neither do I want to make America great again. There has to be a third way. A pro-human, anti-war way of bringing enlightenment to mankind to make sure that everything doesn't go down the tubes quicker than it already has been doing. So that's it for me on this diatribe and rant through metaphysics, ancient history, and current events. I am Christian. You can listen to me and the Cafe American podcast on Podbean, Stitcher, and also iTunes. For now, because iTunes is up my ass about something, and they won't tell me why. You can also listen to my other podcast called Resonance that occurs every other Thursday. And we just did one last Thursday, so this Thursday is not it. 
Catch me next Thursday, and you can find me on Resonance on the Wake Up Radio Broadcasting Network. That's what it's broadcast on. And you can fire up YouTube, also uh, the usual social media sources like Spotify. And uh, what else is there? Google Play and the other place I used to be on. Uh, I don't know. I think it's on Stitcher, too. Anyway, that's it for me. This is Christian, and you have been listening to another episode of the Cafe Americaine podcast. Until next time, that's it for me.